Hey, monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Arm Date Podcast. Today is Sunday. It's the 12th of May, 2013. On the show today, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. And I guess you would call this maybe, it's kind of a review and kind of a follow-up uh, as far as making my own antenna. And I guess the, the bigger part of it is, what am I going to do with like either whether you've got cable TV or satellite TV, is it worth the cost? I guess it's kind of the in the the bigger picture when we're looking at stuff. So as you guys know, um, unless you've kind of cut the cable, like I believe it was Ken had done, and I think uh, Brad has out in Michigan has done that as well. The, the main thing to me was, can I still sort of get my channels that I want to watch without having to pay this exorbitant amount? So I ended up building my own antenna. After you know, all this time of finally talking about it, I finally actually did it. I I built one that's called a bow tie antenna, and what you do is you have uh, you take coat hangers and then you you cut them to a length of it can be either 14 inches or um, 16 inches, and then you you bend them in half and you make them like a little V. That will get you on the, I believe, on the UHF range. I don't know if it'll pick up on the VHF. I think you need kind of a different shape or something like that. But anyway, supposedly, I had done some research on there, and most people were saying you go with about seven. So each side of the V is seven inches. And then I I saw a couple of them where the guy was saying, well, if you go with eight, it gives it more, you, you may be able to pick up some more frequencies. And again, if I'm explaining this wrong, this is just kind of some of the stuff that I saw off of YouTube and some of the research that I had done. So anyway, I went with this with the 18-inch things. And basically what you do is you take on a a 2x4 or like a 1x3 or whatever you want to use. And what you do is once you've taken these uh, the coat hangers, you bend them as straight as you can, then you make that V-shape, and then you... You, you go from the top of your board down two inches, and then you go like five and a quarter, five and a quarter, five and a quarter. And you line up the coat hangers, and you screw them to the wood. And then what you do is you take another coat hanger or wire, and uh, what I'll do is I'll just put a link to the vid- to some of the videos, um, and, and you guys will be able to see those as well. But basically, if you were starting at the top, you go from the right side down from that two-inch mark, over to that five and a quarter mark, then down. So you'd go from right to left, and then you'd go straight down, and then you would go from left to right back over to that to the last one. So you kind of get like a, almost, almost like a, uh, it's kind of like a U shape, not really, but you guys will see it if you go watch the videos. But anyway, so I made that, did all the stuff. You need to buy a. Uh, UHS, I think they call it a transformer. You can get them at Radio Shack for about five bucks or something like that. So I got that, and then I hooked it up to the to the TV. Once I made it, I hooked it up to the TV, and it scans through the channels, and I get something like forty three channels. About half of those are Spanish language. Probably uh, there's probably about maybe twenty that are English speaking. Um, of those twenty of ones that I would actually be interested in watching. There's probably maybe six or so 
the problem that I had with, and okay, well, before we talk about the problems, let's talk about what we'll use our format of what was this thing designed to do and then how well does it do it? Now, again, this has to come with a caveat that I'm, it's me that's making, I didn't go out and buy this or anything. So the cost of materials to me was basically five dollars because I had everything kind of laying around from before. I mean, you could put up, you could put a cost on it. If I had to go out and buy everything, probably like twenty dollars. But since I had like the washers and the screws, and I had, you know, I didn't have to really buy anything. I actually found the piece of the two by four. It was laying on the side of the road as I was driving. So I, you know, I'm an opportunistic guy. So I said, well, heck, that's free, free right there for me. I used that and I, I made the antenna and it worked actually pretty well on some of the channels. The ones that I got that, that were coming in that were high definition, when they came in, I had a good clear picture, uh, especially out here. I'm in Arizona, out in the Phoenix area. So the channels that I got that were really, really good was I think channel three, channel five, channel 10 and channel 15 were the really good high-def channels that I got. Channel 8 is the public broadcasting channel out here. And I got, I think I got three, um, I got channel 8 plus then there are three sub-channels. So they'll have channel 8.1, 8.2, 8.3, and 8.4. And the, the high-def version, which is just channel 8.1, actually came in really, really well. So the ones that I got that came in that were high def came in actually pretty good. I did. I just you know stuck it up there. Um, I don't have it in the attic. It's down in in the uh, in the house, just right by the TV. So for when it worked, it worked really well. Now the the bad side of it is, or the the things where it kind of was a where it failed, I guess, is. After I had it on for a while, I was impressed with it. I went through the channels and did all that other stuff. After I had it on for a little bit, the it started to pixelate. And then it just bloop, it just blinked out and said there was a weak signal. So I don't know what was going on with that. I what I would do is I would just turn the TV all the way off and I would turn it back on and then it would it would be fine, but it was intermittent. And it was one of those things where basically, well, okay, before we jump into that. So then what modifications could I make to it? I don't know. I tried to, I don't know what other modifications. I suppose I could actually use like different copper wire or be more precise on on stuff instead of using the coat hangers. Uh, You could probably use copper wire and solder things. I know you can do, you can build a... Um, a reflector for the back of it, and that may be something that I I can do. Some people say that you can take, <clears throat> excuse me, even just chicken wire, and you build like a little uh, a little support thing for it, and then you just stick it on the back, and that helps to I guess maybe boost the signal or 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 maybe it blocks out some interference or something like that. I don't know. So I may I may try that. I think I've got some chicken wire laying around somewhere. Um, at least I used to. I don't know if I still do. Uh, but if not, I, some people even say that what you can do is just take cardboard and aluminum foil, and you can just kind of put it up to the back of that and attach it, and it'll it'll sort of do the same thing. So I may I may end up doing that. I don't know. 
So those might be some of the modifications and things that I would do. Uh, but when it works, it, it does. So overall, let's talk about overall. So when it works, it works surprisingly well. Uh, the sound I got was good that came in from the TV. The picture was, I mean, crystal clear when it was working, especially on the HD channels. Now, I guess the in the, the overall, the big thing, the big question is, is would I want to maybe like kind of cut the, cut out, we'll just call it cable, cable or satellite. So would I want to cut that stuff out altogether or should I just go ahead and drop down to a, like the minimum thing and then I'll get all the local channels and I'll get a few things. And then if there's certain shows that I want, I can just buy those and I can, I can do it. Um, and the reason is I wanted to do, I wanted to be able to record stuff and we've got a lot of stuff that we record for, um, for my daughter and everything. So, and we've got a lot of stuff that's on our DVR that's saved. And I know I can transfer those off to a, a hard drive, which I may do later, but I want to go ahead and pull up Facebook. I actually got a, um, got a message from Jeff and I'll go ahead and read that and I'll put, I'll put the links that he's put in on the show notes over at uh, thearmedape.com. So Jeff wrote in and he said, hey, on your DVRing question with the homemade antenna. So for those of you guys, maybe if you didn't hear the last show, what I talked about, kind of like I just mentioned before, was if I have my own antenna and I cut out cable altogether or a pay service altogether, how am I going to record this stuff? Do I need to use a computer? You know, should I get a one of the old DVRs? You know, that type of thing. So he writes in, uh, this is what I used a few years ago, and then he gives a link, which is uh, H-A-U-P-P-A-U-G-E.com. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Uh, Halpenpog, maybe, .com. And he says it worked great to record over the air uh, or off cable. At, at the time, I was using Snapstream which was amazing. You can do it in Windows Media Center, but I always thought the software sucked compared to Beyond TV. I built my coat hanger antenna when my parents were in town, and I'm going to run cable from the attic to the TV for it and split that and run it into my computer as well. I'm thinking I will bring the card back and DVR again so we can drop our cable. I'm thinking that our Samsung Internet TV may be able to play the video directly from the computer. That's my next test. It is a Wi-Fi enabled TV. So I'll put those links up and stuff. So, you know, that may that may be one way that I could do something if I had a, a TV card. I've got, uh, as some of you guys know, I've got a Mac. I don't have a PC anymore. So I don't, I'm sure there's there's adapters and shit that I can buy that, that can do the same thing and be able to, to do it that way. Uh, so anyway... My question to some of you guys out there is the way that it stands for me right now, again, like I said, I think I'll just go ahead and maybe go down to like a $19 or $24 a month service. And that way I get to keep the DVR, I get all the local channels, I get all that other stuff. But it'll still be a substantial savings in money. And then later on, if I figure out something else better that I think will work better and, and work consistently better, then I will go ahead and do it that way. So my question is on some of this stuff is why why did the 
why did it say that it was a weak signal or that there was no signal and did it go away? And then why sometimes was it when the antenna hadn't been moved, was there perfect picture one time and then all of a sudden pixelation? Is it just because of atmospheric conditions? You know, when I was a kid, we used to have, uh, we had rabbit ears on on uh, on our TV. And sometimes, you know, it was just a thing where, you know, you'd have to put tinfoil on it or you'd have to just go, even during a show, you'd have to go to move it because there were atmospheric conditions that were interfering. So I, I, I probably it's the same type of thing. I probably just answered my own question. But if any of you guys out there had any luck or, or built this stuff, like I said, when it works, it works awesome, but eh, not so much. When it doesn't work, it kind of you know it kind of sucks, and that's what I've heard too. That you're going to get a signal, or you're not going to get a signal. So it's either kind of kind of work, or it's kind of not, you know, type thing. That's kind of the uh, the brief update on that. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a a shorter show today. It's time to whip out my pimp cane and beat some knowledge into your heads. So listen up, motherfuckers. All right, monkeys, you ready for some recommendations? Well, here they come. Let's go ahead and do some podcasts first. There is the Kruger Nation with uh, Johnny Krug. He does horror. There's also Mike and Shane who do the Corpse Cast. Again, they're doing horror. They also do music as well. They'll, they'll go over an album. Um, there's Vince, Nick, and Mary over at the B Movie Cast. Um, I'm trying to think of what some other maybe movie ones that I listen to. Right now, that's kind of about it. Let's see. Oh, you know, there's one that I I listen to a lot and I really like, but I always kind of forget to mention it. And that is Horror Etc. So the word horror, H-O-R-R-O-R, etc. E-T-C, all one word, and then podcast. So if you, and all these stuff you can find on iTunes. Um, And these guys are out of Canada and uh, they have a really fantastic uh, podcast. And again, they, they've, Focus primarily on horror, but they'll do other stuff as well. Um, I think that's about it for the movie stuff for right now that I can think of. Uh, let's see. Let's switch over to some books. I've, I'm still going through Game of Thrones. I'm actually on book five of seven. Now, of course, six and seven haven't been written yet. Most people are going to be have at least heard of Game of Thrones. HBO is doing the adaptation of the books. Um, we, in fact, we just finished up with season two. When you look at the size of these books, they're about like 800 to 1,000 pages, and I guess about more like 900 and some odd each. So they're huge, big volumes, each book. Um, the way that he writes, his style is, is that he, you, you kind of will go with a character. So let's say they have a character named John or something like that. When the, during that chapter, you're sort of going through and experiencing the same things that he does, and and um, you get information as he gets information, so to speak. But what's interesting is the way that the author writes the book is sometimes one character will get information, and you know because of other things that have happened previously that other characters have gone through. You know, oh, that's not true, or you, you sometimes you have to piece some things together, which is really cool. I really like it. Now, there's been some criticism of the book, I guess. Some people tend to think that by, in in some places, he can kind of meander a little bit. I don't really get that as much. Um, A lot of it has to do with with his style of writing. Um, 
but he he keeps things moving along and even though the books are big you really they're not a slow read i guess you you can say also what's nice is because they are so big you really can get in depth with the characters which i really like a lot so go ahead and give game of thrones um, a read if you wanted to just watch the the uh, the miniseries that's on HBO, which you can get the DVDs from. I, th- I know Netflix has them as well uh, on the actually DVDs, not the instant. You could watch that, and you're going to get a lot of the. Um, you'll get basically the flow of the story and what and what happens and how and how the uh, how the narrative progresses. You're not, of course, going to get the in depth stuff, and what they do too. And you're going to have to do this with any adaptation. They a lot of stuff is left out. A lot of stuff is changed, uh, but the direction of the plot still marches forward. Still goes forward. So th- there was one instance where a character basically gets some information about another character. So we'll say uh, character A gets info on character B from character B in the book, and so that gives you. Because of the situation that it's in, it gives you more insight on character B of why he's telling character A. In the in the miniseries on HBO, that same information gets conveyed, but character A gets that information from character C. So it's it's, a, it's from a totally different person in a totally different context. So it changes the dynamic that you would see through that character A and character B have. And I'm, I'm, I know I'm being real vague with this stuff, and hopefully you guys can follow what I'm, what I'm talking about. Uh, it's not too out there. Um, now, now, having said that, in the show, in the, in, the, in the miniseries, they have that development between character A and B in different ways, but you, you still sort of get there, you know, so... Um, I would say that the adaptations are very good. Um, let's see. So enough of Game of Thrones. Give it a shot. Uh, what else? What's some good movies that I've been watching lately? Let me go ahead and pull up my uh, my Netflix thing here, and we shall see. I always want to tell you guys about some of these movies that I'm watching, but then I forget and I can't remember because I watched so many of them. One of them that I watched recently was Juan of the Dead, which was really good. It takes place in Cuba, uh, and you can get that again on uh, on Netflix if you've got the DVDs. Um, there was another movie that I watched that I really enjoyed, uh, basically on a totally different tack called The Tracker. And that takes it's an Australian movie, and it it's what it's about is the Aboriginal. There's a guy who's an Aboriginal down in Australia, and then it takes place in the twenties, and he is tracking for. I don't know if they're. I think they're policemen. I think they're part of the police. So you get kind of the dynamic of what's going on between the Aboriginal guy and the white dudes, and then what happens as time goes on. So. Oh, another really good one was a movie called The Driver. And this is from 1978, and it stars Ryan O'Neill and Bruce Dern. Uh, 
if you saw the movie, I think it was Drive with Ryan Gosling. Gosling? Gosling? You can see where the inspiration for that movie came from this one. Uh, and in this one, he Ryan O'Neill is, is a getaway driver. And then it, it's kind of the cat and mouse game a little bit between him and Bruce Dern, who is a, a police detective. And it's directed by, uh, let me look here, directed by Walter Hill. So uh, again, if you if you come across that movie either through, I don't know, Redbox or at uh, if you've got the DVD list, uh, the, the ability to get the DVDs, um, it's well worth it's well worth watching that. If you like animation and Batman, there they the uh, oh back in the eighties, there was the Dark Knight Returns, which was by Frank Miller, and then what they've actually done is they've animated it, and again you can get that through uh, the DVD. It's not on instant, um, but it's only, they've got it in two parts. So this is part one, which is real interesting. Uh, I like a lot of the animation. There we go. You know, I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna just start kind of rambling on. So I know this show is a little bit shorter, but I did want to give you guys a little bit of a follow up on there. Uh, Again, if you want to, I don't think I did the contact info. So let's throw we'll close out the show with that. If you want to contact the show, you can contact me either through Facebook. You can contact me through. Oh, you know what? See, I do this shit all the time. Let me see if my buttons are back. Nope, not back. Um, I was using this thing called niftybuttons.com to have the buttons to go to Facebook or to go to, to uh, the YouTube channel or the Twitter account, and they're gone. So I emailed the guy. They The people from there emailed me back. So I'm going to try a little fix today. We'll see if it works. Uh, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, what was I? Oh, the contact info. You can... Um, contact me through facebook you can drop a quick message through twitter you can do um our uh, voicemail man i'm drawing a blank which is uh, area code 206-745-APE1 206-745-2731 you can send an email to thearmedape at gmail.com you can record your own stuff attach it to an email however you want to do it uh, I still have the speak pipe thing, which I don't know if I'm going to keep. Uh, you only get a 90-second message, um, so and it doesn't hurt anything for me to keep it, but I may I may get rid of it. I don't really have anybody that really uses it. And if you were going to use it, it's kind of a pain in the ass to do, only to only get like a 90-second message. Uh, other than that, I think that's it. Hopefully it's not too disjointed here and fall apart at the end. Um, All right, my monkeys, I will talk to you guys next time. Take care.
This guy's got a monkey scrotum and he's bragging about it. Houdini!